Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rock Squad Podcast, your destination for the latest rock music news, reviews, and discussion. I am one of your hosts. My name is Nick Chino. I'm joined by my co-host and bandmate. It's Dave Marini. What's going on, Dave? Hey, Nick. Hey, everybody. Before we get going today, make sure you drop down to the bottom of this video. You subscribe to our channel. You hit the bell for notifications. You like this video. You <laughs> comment on this video. Uh, any, anything, anything you can do to help us out and spread the word of the Rock yeah. Squad podcast is highly appreciated. How are you, my friend? I'm doing all right, man. How are you? We were jamming the other day. We were playing some new songs. We were playing some cover songs. That was pretty fun. We're making music, man. We're, yeah. we're, I think we're back at it. Like It seems like the last two weeks, and we've, we've been dealing with so much with COVID, and then I got sick for a little bit, then I had to go out west for a little bit, and uh, our, our drummer is playing in London for th- five days out of the week. We, yeah. It's been all over the place, but we finally got to have a good jam. So yeah. uh, exciting. It's exciting. In our camp, it's exciting just to be back yeah. in the room. Playing getting, with each other. getting a jam together. We were uh, we, we shot another video a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we have yep. another video that you put together of us uh, doing some stuff that uh, we're going to be releasing soon. So on that front, it's been it's been really good. Tons of, tons of fun stuff on, in our camp, for sure. So if you're interested in our band, Fools Union, you want to hear our latest single, Maniacs. It's available on all streaming sites. Um, also on YouTube, if you want to watch some videos we do. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, we're everywhere. Every platform. So what's going on in the world of rock, man? Let's get me updated on what the fuck is happening. Well, there's a couple of things that people can check out on the channel right now. And one of them is an album haul video that I did last week showing a couple of uh, records and CDs that I picked up over the last couple of weeks, which I thought was pretty cool, including the new Biffy album, some other ones. I was disappointed that the Don Broco CD I got actually was uh, defective and (laughs) included the wrong music on the disc. Uh, So I sent that back to Amazon, but uh, they can check out that album haul video right now. Uh, And uh, the latest rock album reviews that I did on the channel as well for the new Biffy Clyro album, The the Myth of the Happily Ever After, and Don Broco's new album called Amazing Things. So those are both up on the channel right now. But let's get into some opening act topics, which are some hot topics happening right now in the world of rock music news. And the first one is that Slash, featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators, have announced their brand new album. It is called Four. And they've released a brand new single called The River is Rising. As we know, Slash and the Boys recently signed to Gibson Records. I think they were the inaugural signing of the new Gibson record label, which we talked about on the show before. And uh, this is going to be their first release on the on the label. The album's going to be released in a whole bunch of different formats, including deluxe box sets. There's a mini Les Paul guitar that comes in one of the sets. Of course um, there is. Guitar package that you can get uh, with Slash's new signature Gibson model and uh, the album. The whole thing comes out on February the 11th. Uh, but Dave, you and I are both huge Slash fans, particularly of his work with Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. Are you, uh, are you excited for the new record? What did you think of this new song, The River is Rising? Yeah, The River is Rising is cool, man. Yeah, Miles Kennedy, I love it. I love it more. Like I, I know I'm probably going to get some flack for this, but I like the Slash of Miles Kennedy more than Guns N' Roses. It's a lot of really talented musicians in that band. Uh, Miles Kennedy... The, to me, has one of the best voices for that style, hands down. So, uh, yeah, I'm always excited. The new tune's cool. It's, you know, it's what you expect. There's an expectation when it comes to a Slash song. And uh, I expect when I buy a Slash record that a mini Les Paul comes with it, too. So they're meeting all your 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 Slash and Miles Kennedy and uh, Guns N' Roses requirements with this uh, with this release. 
Yeah, for sure. As a, as a vocalist myself, I really uh, admire and look up to Miles Kennedy. He's such an incredible singer uh, from his work that he did with Alter Bridge, his solo stuff, the stuff that he's done with with Slash particularly. You know, you know we're, we're both uh, big fans of the song Back uh, from Cali. That's a great song. Standing in the Sun. There are so many great songs that he's done oh, yeah. with Slash. And I was watching an interview with Slash on YouTube the other day where he was talking about um, about their, their collaborations and why, you know, they did a couple of songs in that first slash solo record, but then inevitably became a band with, uh, with, uh, Todd Kearns from age of electric on bass yep. and this band with miles Kennedy on lead vocals. And they were saying that just the, the way that they can collaborate is so easy and so effortless. And that miles Kennedy is also a killer guitar player in addition to being a fantastic vocalist. So yeah. he's just got all the ingredients and uh, the things that I enjoy when I listen to, when I listen to rock and yeah, I'm a huge slash fan too. I'm going to say it a couple of years ago, saw guns and roses at the ACC in Toronto. And aside from slash, I would say it's probably one of the worst concerts I've ever been to. Uh, probably going to get some flack for, for that in the comments, but it's true. And I, I, I have no shame, even though I was, I love how this is kind of off topic, but Axl Rose has managed to kind of pull his act together after so many years of being, uh, being unreliable when it came to getting on stage on time or on stage at all. He finally got his shit together and Guns N' Roses got back together and they are a, success, a successful touring band now. When you go yeah. see Guns N' Roses, they're going to they're gonna show up on time. And even though Axl Rose's voice is kind of eh nowadays, uh, it's definitely not Miles Kennedy. Um, he'll play for three hours and he'll, oh, yeah. he'll, he'll do it all night. So I guess there's the turnaround on that. But Slash has always been the best thing about Guns N' Roses to me. And he's definitely, uh, he shines as the guitar player for, for Slash and the Conspirators. Yeah, Duff and Slash are the Guns N' Roses that I like, you know? Yeah, and uh, totally. I would say um, with uh, a little props to Miles Kennedy too, uh, you know, I would say that he's like our era's uh, Paul Rogers a little bit. Okay, that's, that's a good comparison. That's kind of how, like, that's how he sits with me anyways. Like, you know, a little, like a couple generations Maybe not even a couple generations, but you know, just just enough back that uh, it's like you can tell that he's definitely influenced by Paul Rogers, who's an amazing vocalist. Like, yeah, that's a great comparison. I didn't even really think about that. Paul Rogers is a great comparison for for Miles Kennedy, and uh, yeah, this is a cool record. Uh, I think I think it's gonna be cool. Hopefully, I love all the stuff, the past stuff that they've done with the Conspirators and Slash. And four is the fourth studio record. We'll see if Gibson Records can. Uh, can operate as a label and market this album like they should. So we'll see how that goes. Stick to stick to the guitars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, it's a it's a it's a good marketing move when you include a, a mini Les Paul in your album deluxe packages. <laughs> so if you are interested in the new Slash album, uh, it comes out on February the 11th. It's uh, it's got all sorts of different deluxe formats as most albums do nowadays. So you can check that out uh, at Slash's website. First release on Gibson Records. But let's get to our next opening act topic on this week's Rock Squad podcast, and that is Lit, one of our favorite bands, have returned with a new song called Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. One of our favorite 90s rock bands, and really just rock bands in general, uh, have come back with a brand new song. This is their first new rock material since 2012's The View from the Bottom, which was a great record. And uh, they br they briefly uh, lit took a uh, foray into country music with their last album, which was called These Are the Days in 2017, which was still good. They, they did a great job as a country band, but it's definitely cool to see them come back and do their rock thing and, uh, and do something a little bit more classic lit. This song, Yeah, 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 is definitely classic lit. And uh, AJ... 
of lit actually i think follows us on instagram we've interacted with him a couple of times and uh so that's pretty exciting what do you think of this new uh, track dave uh it's cool i think it's cool that they're going back to like like lit in 2021 now is kind of like cock pop rock a little bit yeah like it's like it's hard it's like it's Especially almost the song. like it's almost like stadium like hair metal but poppy and cock rocky it's I don't know. It's cool though. Cool. I love Lit. Lit's uh, Lit's one of those bands that you know the country thing was a little bit of a swerve for me, but uh, everything else, I've I've always been a fan of Lit from uh, their first record onward. So uh, yeah, they're one of those bands too that I've never come across somebody. You now somebody might comment, but uh, I've never come across anybody that uh, doesn't like Lit. Like every time, even even if you're into like really heavy music, whenever they whenever that band comes up, everybody kind of digs it. Not sure why, but uh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm down. I love it. I think it's great. I think the song's cool. I think the video's cool. Um, you know, it's cool. They're, they're, it looks like they're having a lot of fun for guys that are in like they're they're probably in their fifties, right? Like so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's so cool to see them going. And I know Lit is primarily known for My Own Worst Enemy and Miserable and those songs from A Place in the Sun, but I still listen to Lit on the reg. <laughs> They're always in yeah. my playlist. I'm always pulling them up on Spotify. I love listening, especially to A Place in the Sun and, uh, and Atomic, which are so two of my good. favorite oh. records. But even that last rock record that they put out in 2012, The View from the Bottom, that had a lot of great songs on it. Yeah. I had the song Come On on it, which was co-written with Gavin Brown, who mixed our song Maniacs. Uh, there's a song called you tonight on there too uh great record and so i again i'm with you that the country record was a little bit of a swerve and it was not really my thing it was cool that they gave it a shot but i'm really glad to see them come back to to rock and i definitely uh if you see the video for this new single you can definitely see how that that cock uh rock uh, aspect comes into it and i don't mind them playing into that you know that's really really cool and uh, it's still rock and roll and it's a good song. So I'm really excited to hear what else they have to come out with and hear yeah. what the rest of this, uh, this record sounds. Uh, so yeah, excited for new stuff from lit and this, uh, this single is pretty good for me. Yeah. Agreed. 100%. Right on. Let's get on to our next, uh, off, uh, opening topic on this week's rock squad podcast. Let me pull this up here. And that is Metallica are offering a new masterclass. Uh, it's a new series of courses that they're offering online where we're going to be teaching people how to be in a band. I feel like you and I could teach these courses, Dave. Uh, teaching things like songwriting, <laughs> creative collaboration, growing as a band, and much more. And you can access, I sound like an advertisement. This is no way out <laughs> affiliated with Metallica's masterclass. Uh, but basically with masterclass, I've never used it before, but you have to sign up for a yearly subscription. It's like 240 bucks US. Uh, and then you get access to all their different courses, which they do on so many different so topics. I've seen, you know, probably seen their ads on, on social media. You, uh, you know, Dave, you and I have been in a band for 20 plus years now. Uh, and I, although I, I'm, I think it's cool that rock fans want to maybe take a masterclass from one of the greatest bands of all time. That's really cool. Uh, and I get that. It's kind of like, you know, when people, middle-aged guys go to rock camp and go get to jam with like their favorite rock stars. It's a little bit like that, but uh, I don't know. Whatever happened to just, you know, hanging out with some people and picking up some instruments and, and just giving it a go, you know what I mean? Like, it's funny because I think for both of us and a lot for, for the people that we've played with for the last 20 years is that we've always been very uh, motivated and self-starters as musicians, right? Like we've always, from the get-go, from when we started picking up instruments, we we're like, let's write songs. 
let's put out a CD. Let's go play shows. It was always just kind of part of our DNA as musicians. So I didn't feel like we needed to take a class to learn how to do it. We yeah. just did it. Right. And I understand that Metallica probably have a lot to offer much more than we can in that regard, but I don't know, maybe I'm just a little bit old fashioned that people should just uh, forget the 240 bucks and just get creative and start doing it. Just do it. Yeah. I think that uh, like theirs is, you know, how to be, how to be Metallica for 40 years. And ours would be how to be in a band and release music for 20 years with zero budget. Right. <laughs> that's, that should be our masterclass. Yeah. How to really, you want to, you want to know how to do it? I'm telling you, this is the way, because you're yeah. probably not going to be metallic. Right. You know, those are a whole different set of problems, you know? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down though. I think the masterclasses yeah. are awesome. I think, uh, uh, you know, like if you're into Metallica, obviously you're going to check this out. And uh, I'm kind of curious too, what, uh, what, what it's all about. And just to hear, I'm sure there's going to be some really good stories about that, but let's be honest, like the Metallica problems are not the problems of 99.9% of bands uh, and how, how musicians work together in collaboration and, and all that stuff that we could write a masterclass in, but uh, I think the masterclasses are really cool. Uh, I've watched lots of masterclass stuff. Uh, I don't subscribe, but I, I actually got some masterclasses for my birthday. Oh, Someone, cool. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to check out some of those. But if you're a filmmaker, this is more of a shot for masterclasses than it is for the Metallica thing. But if you're a filmmaker, if you're a musician, uh, if you're into the technical aspects of something, uh, how to make films, how to make motion pictures, how to produce music, how to engineer music, masterclasses are amazing. So it should be cool. I think Masterclass kind of feels like it's taken the place of TED Talks in the right. last little bit. Um, so, but it's cool, man. Educ anytime you can gain some knowledge and, you know, better yourself, I'm down for it. Now, do I think Lars Ulrich is going to tell you how to survive as a musician for 40 years in one of the biggest grossing bands of First, all time? First, you got to make I'm millions sure. of dollars. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he I'm sure got to shut down has. Napster. <laughs> He has an opinion on it for sure. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you know what? But personally, as someone who's been uh, writing songs and playing in bands for 20 years, I think that the, the best master class you can do, like you said, is get out there, play shows, play, play hundreds of shows to nobody, learn your craft, learn your instrument, learn how to play a room full of people and learn how to play a room with nobody. And that's a better master class than you're going to get from a bunch yeah. of millionaires talking about how hard it was to move artwork they bought in the eighties. Yeah. Well, I think you know? one, of the, one of the things they were talking about is that, you know, they have egos in the band, obviously. And the thing they've learned over the years is kind of how to put those egos uh, to the side to do what's best for the project. And I think that's an important lesson. I don't think we've ever had crazy egos. Obviously we've never reached a level of fame like they have, but um it is about collaboration. And I think we've, you know, let's, if there's a nugget of wisdom that I could pass on, and this is something that you and I talk about all the time about creativity. And that's that with creativity, it's about making choices. It's about saying, okay, this is what it is and good or bad, whatever the people's response to it is, that is what your instinct and what your creative uh, gut is telling you to do. And that you shouldn't question that too much. Uh, you don't want to get into a process of questioning your creativity. You want to just kind of do it. And obviously you want to hone that craft and you want to find ways to, to make it better and do things that are going to uh, increase your chances of whatever you want to do with your, with your music. But it's important to, uh, 
to follow those instincts, those creative urges that you have to do something and, and then go with that. So that's always been my kind of creative advice to people is don't over question it, just write whatever you have, whether that be one line, one word, a title, whatever, the more you just combine those different ideas, the more you're going to have success. Absolutely, man. You got to just get it out there. You got to, you got to pick dates and stick to them and get, get, get everything you have out. And, you know, a big part of writing and a big part of putting out music is uh, when is it done? You know, when, like, what is it done now? And anyone who writes songs, anyone who plays in bands knows that vibe. And a big part of being an artist is having the taste to be able to know when to pull the trigger to be like this, you know, this painting is done. This album is finished. This song can, I can add no more. This song. (laughs) I'm spent. I'm spent. But that's, but it comes down to taste and everyone, every person, you know, there's lots of people that write songs, but there's not a lot of people that do them tastefully and understand like how it's translating to other people. Like that's, that's the, the true artist, you know, the one that can figure out like, Oh, this is what I do. And this is how people see it. Because if you know what they're looking at and how they're how they're interpreting it, it allows you to be more free and more, you know, expressive with your art. So yeah, yeah. got to just get it done, man. You got to decide to do it, <laughs> do it, and do it. Yeah, and I'm sure Metallica would probably say the same. They obviously have their own uh, sure. different process. I'm sure. Uh, I saw in the video that they did the little trailer for the masterclass that James Hetfield was talking about how he writes songs and how, and it's similar to kind of how we do things too, where he has. Uh, a melody you kind of know the meter of the melody you know what the specific beats and the the notes are going to be but you don't necessarily have the words but then he'll have a separate list of words that he thinks are cool and he'll try to find ways to plug those into the lyrics based on how they how they measure out so i thought that was kind of cool it's always here uh cool to see how people are are writing songs and uh, different musicians in their processes. So that's exciting. The masterclass from Metallica coming out soon. Uh, if you have an extra, whatever, 240 bucks, Dave, you said you got some, uh, some masterclasses. Maybe you should sign yep. up for Metallica. They said they're also going to include an exclusive performance as part of the masterclass. So that's cool too. I'm going to, I'm going to burn it and put it on the internet before. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Dave's a pirate. All right, I'm let's get pirate. to our headliner topic on this week's rock squad podcast and that the Foo Fighters have been inducted in the rock and roll hall of fame. The ceremony was this past weekend in Cleveland, Ohio, where this uh, year's crop of artists uh, were given their props and they were inducted into the rock hall. And this year's inductees include Tina Turner, obviously she should be in there. Uh, Carol King, the Go-Go's Jay-Z, Todd Rundgren and the Foo Fighters, And they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame by none other than Paul McCartney himself. We were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, who? Uh, We were talking about this a couple of weeks ago on the on the show. And uh, Dave Grohl and the the band they went up and they were very uh, they were very gracious as they accepted their their induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And Dave Grohl said, "You know, we're more of a family than a band, man. You know, we're 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 a family. The Foo Fighters are a family, and so that's kind of cool. Didn't have a chance to see it myself, but uh, very excited for this year's group of inductees. Very excited for the Foo Fighters. I, as a fan, a diehard fan of the Foo Fighters, I feel like they have a spot." Uh, and they deserved a spot in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because they're one of my favorite bands. And I know it's only been 26 years and they were just eligible to be inducted last year, but uh, I think they deserve it. And I know 
we've always talked about this in, in terms of when we talk about the rock and roll hall of fame and that there's this huge black backlog of artists that need to be inducted. Like how can you induct the Foo Fighters before you induct, you know, this band, this band or this band. Um, but I think they deserve it. And it's cool that Paul McCartney was there to, uh, to induct them. And we said this on the show last time, like, I'm not sure what the musical lineage is between the Beatles and Foo Fighters. It doesn't really seem like the two would, uh, would match. And it was, uh, it was cool to see the Foo Fighters inducted. Yeah, very exciting stuff for them, you know, 25 years. I think, you know, the, the thing with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, if you're in a band previous and they get inducted, I think you're kind of on the fast track. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like once you're, like, he's, like, Dave's in with Nirvana. So, like, I'm sure that it was a, you know, a fast track effort. But they deserve it, man. There's not many bands that last that long that put out that many records that are continually... Uh, current and top 40 and yeah. you know getting bigger and bigger and bigger um every year you know it's the biggest amphitheater then it's the biggest hockey arena then it's the biggest football stadium and there's not many bands that um have that going on there, there just aren't there's not many at that level and to be at that level for probably over the last decade uh is really impressive you know so uh yeah there's not many there's not many rock bands like that around and uh, to get them in a little early, I don't know. I think it's great. I think it just adds to the fun of the Foo Fighters that, you know, they've, you know, they come out of the, the, the shadows of Nirvana and now they're bigger and better, you know? I think it's great. I, I'm a huge Foo Fighters fan too, so I'm all for it. The Paul McCartney thing, I know Dave Grohl loves the Beatles, obviously, so I think that's probably a tie-in. And I've been hearing tons of stories as he's been uh, out promoting uh, his book, uh, The Storyteller. Uh, about him and Paul McCartney and having run-ins and dinners and all sorts of things. So, you know, what, what a thrill it must be to have your, your idol, uh, you know, present you with, with the rock and roll hall of fame. It must be a trip. So yeah, congratulations to the Foo Fighters. Very exciting. Would you say, do you think the Foo Fighters are the biggest band in the world? I think it would be, it would be tough to, I, I don't know who else is out there making that kind of money yeah like you know what i mean the who's biggest in a rock band on the planet like the most popular probably probably muse does pretty good though too yeah it's weird it's it's like in in the u.s i would say they're probably them and green day are probably at the green top day. of the yeah and, and metallica we were just talking about metallica you know what i mean like those are the they're because like metallica is maybe not as current but like their fan base they're still selling out football stadiums yeah and, and stuff like that and green day has transitioned into that that type of band uh recently so yeah man there's there's a few but you know there's a handful like that's it yeah and there's still some of the older bands like when you think about u2 or or the stones yeah. uh but even u2 hasn't really been at the level they haven't done a tour in a while but even they haven't been in terms of like their records haven't always been current especially over the last decade or so whereas Foo fighters their records are still top yep. in the charts right so of course yeah i would say they definitely are holding the title for yeah. biggest band in the world and very cool that the Foo fighters have been inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame so uh, excited to watch the broadcast so hopefully it'll be on hbo soon you can check it out uh, i've seen past broadcasts on there it's always fun to see the different performances sure. and the speeches um, and get a full picture of what's going on so that is our headlining act topic for this week's rock squad podcast which means we're going to wrap things up but before we do we're going to give our tracks of the week mine are day we were talking about lit 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of my tracks uh, this week. And then also, I sent this song to you uh, yesterday. Uh, Crazy Licks, Anthem for America. If you like, uh, you know, 80s uh, hair metal done in 2021, I thought this was a, a pretty cool song. I just randomly saw it pop up on my YouTube feed. And I'm like, okay, that looks interesting. And I'm like, I'm not usually into that kind of thing, but uh, it's, it's a pretty good song. And the band's from Sweden and they wrote the Anthem for America. So that's uh, Crazy Licks. Those are my tracks of the week. I love it. I th- Yeah, that, that song was good. It was good. I liked it a lot. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to go with uh, our one of our favorite bands behind you. Don Broco just released a new record. Yeah. And uh, they have a really fun uh, video they just put out for the single Bruce Willis. And I think everyone should check that out. It has a really funny video where they're kind of green screened into classic Bruce Willis movies. I, I, are all those things public domain now? Maybe they got permission or something. I'm not sure. They must have. Like, those are all from movies that are still owned by like movie studios, right? So, yeah, but I think like the visual of them, I think like after 25 years, it becomes like you can't, like I think yeah. it's open. So it might be open source. You might be able to use them without. And I'm not sure. That's yeah. another topic. Uh, and my second uh, pick was after, you, after we were talking about the new Lit single, uh, I got into Lit again. So uh, Ziploc by Lit is my second pick for this week. Nice. I love Ziploc. I was actually listening to that song the other day, too. Like, that's one of my favorite songs from that album. I love that record so much. So good, man. Yeah, we're big Lit fans. And they're really nice guys. They're, yeah. they're super nice. Super yeah. nice guys. So that's good. Yeah. Shout out to the Lit guys. Well, that is it for the show this week. Uh, yeah, you can check us out every week here on the Rock Squad channel for a brand new episode of the Rock Squad podcast. You can follow me at The Walking Nick. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Rock Squad Pod. And where can the folks follow you, Dave? You can follow me on Instagram, Red Coast Records, on Facebook, Red Coast Records. If you're interested in the music that myself and Nick create, uh, our band is foolsunion.com. Uh, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, we're everywhere you get your music. What a great week full of information, Nick. <laughs> Another great episode of the Rock Squad podcast. And yeah, make sure uh, you always come back here for the latest in rock music news. We also do uh, rock album reviews, rock album ranked, rock album hauls, all sorts of stuff. If you love rock music, then we are the destination to check that out. So uh, until then, we will see you guys on another episode of the Rock Squad podcast. Rock on, Dave. Rock on, Nick.